0: Welcome to On Mission, the teaching ministry of the Mission Church in Urbandale, Iowa. We exist to love God by loving others, leading them to become fully functioning followers of Jesus Christ. Today we conclude Mike's message on Luke. Solomon could afford the best that money could buy. He could afford the best creative work of those who spin and weave and sew clothing And I am sure that his royal robes were a sight to behold. And yet the truth is, is that without money or labor or planning or effort, the flowers of the field, which Jesus reminds us, are here for a moment, and then they're burned in the fire like the leaves in the fall. God bedecks them with beauty far greater than Solomon ever dreamed of. And what is Jesus' point here? His point is to remind us, how much more will God care for you, his eternal image bearer? That brings us to truth point number three, which says, worry over the necessities of life is as futile as thinking you can add one moment of time to your life and that worry also reveals a weak faith. If we can trust God with our eternal destiny, the eternal destiny of our soul, which we can, then most surely we can trust him with our everyday needs, whatever those needs may be. And so we come to verses 29 through 31. And as we come to verse 30 specifically, if we're looking at it in the English Standard version, it can be a little bit misleading if we don't know what is actually behind those English words being translated out of the original languages. Uh, The word translated nations of the world, that's what you see in the ESV, nations of the world. The word behind that is the word ethne, which is where we get our word ethnic. And it speaks of people groups of the world. And in this case, specifically, it points to the Gentile nations. During that day and time, those Gentile nations would have been known as and thought of as pagans, unbelievers. Jesus tells his followers that to be driven by worry for the necessities of life is to live like the pagans. It is to behave like the godless. You see, the pagans of the world, the godless of the world, they don't know anything about the loving compassion of Yahweh. Their gods, false as they may be, their gods care little for the people. And so the people know that they can't count on their gods to to help them and to provide for them. And so they have cause for worry. But Jesus reminds his followers that the father knows exactly what his children need and he cares for them and he can be relied upon. Therefore, instead of wasting time and energy being anxious about life's resources, Christ's disciples should be investing their time and their energy into God's kingdom work. You know, we can only invest our time and energy into so many things. And if we're worried about all the things of the earth and all the things that we think that we need, we are very likely going to spend up time and energy on that and bypass the things for which the Lord actually redeemed us and made us part of his family. And that would be a shame. Truth point number four. Jesus calls his disciples to make seeing excuse me to make seeking living and working out the agenda of God's kingdom on earth their priority that's that's those of us who follow Jesus that's what we are called to do we are called to seek to live and to work out God's kingdom agenda while we live here on earth that is to be our pri- priority and the promise that our father makes is this he assures us that he will provide what we need to fulfill that mission. Now, that's not a promise from God that he'll provide everything that we want or everything that we think we need, but he will provide as we seek his kingdom. He will provide the things that we need to be able to do that. Food, clothing, other resources to be able to serve his purposes for which he saved us. And so the call of Jesus in this passage is for his His followers to rise above the pagans don't be like them don't be worried and fretting and concerned about all the things of the world that's how they live because they don't have loving a loving compassionate God who provides for them but you do so rise above the pagans this brings us then to verses 32 through 34 and as Jesus moves into this section To wrap up his teaching, he does it by commanding his followers to fear not. Now, I ask if that's possible. Can you actually command someone not to fear? And my answer to that is, well, yes, you can. If you know the one who controls everything and you know his heart on a particular matter. And in the matter of God's kingdom, Jesus, who is God, informs his followers That it is God's pleasure to give them the kingdom. And because it is his pleasure to give them the kingdom, they have no need to worry that he will also provide for them everything they need to possess that and live within that kingdom rule. And as a point of fact, that is the reason that Jesus came into this world in the flesh. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 10 tells us that it was the Lord's good pleasure that his son would be the sacrifice for sin. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 tells us that it was Jesus's good pleasure to endure the horrors of the cross so that a people could be redeemed for God's glory. And now Luke chapter 12 verse 32, Jesus the Redeemer tells his followers that it is God's good pleasure. To give his redeemed ones the kingdom. Now, now, now the point to be made should be clear in the context of this teaching. And that is this that if the Father is pleased to give his redeemed ones the kingdom, how much more is he pleased to give them everything else that they need to serve him in that kingdom? My friends, it, it all comes back to why it is counterproductive, dare I even say sinful, for redeemed ones of God to worry, to be anxious about the issues of life. And so Jesus encourages his disciples and anyone else who would desire to be his disciple, to sell your possessions and give to the needy. (laughs) Now, why would he do that? Why would he encourage us who follow him not to worry, not to be concerned about food, clothing, other things, and then say to us, hey, yeah, and sell your possessions and give to the needing? Why would he do that? Listen to me carefully. He would do that because because you can afford to. (laughs) You say, what? Yes, you can afford to. You can afford to as a follower of Jesus because your father never runs out of resources. And he is pleased to give you what you need to do and to be what he has called you to do and be. And because he never runs out of resources and because he is committed to providing you with the things that you need, then you don't have to hoard. You don't have to hold on to things. You don't have to pretend as though uh, or believe that that's your last nugget. Your father is there and he can supply and resupply everything that is needed. He goes on to tell us that as we freely invest in kingdom initiatives, we simultaneously lay up eternal treasures in heaven that will not be impacted by the stock market, by recession, by depression, by thievery, or by decay. And that leads me to the final truth point today, which says this, That we do not have to anxiously hoard our resources like pagans do. We have a generous, loving Father in heaven who provides for his children, listen to this, in impossible ways when they put the full weight of their life in his hand. Now, I want you to think about that for just a moment. Who provides for his children in impossible ways. Now, there are many accounts in the Bible where God provided for his servants... In impossible ways. And one of those is found in First Kings chapter 17, verses 2 through 16. It's the story of the prophet Elijah being fed by ravens. He can provide. He can provide in conventional ways. And he can provide in absolute impossible ways. Even bringing meat to his servant in the beaks of ravens unclean scavenging bird well what is our takeaway from this message today i i I think the last line verse 34 says it all for where your treasure is jesus said there your heart will be also you know a heart that is fixed on the things of earth a heart that is fixed on one's personal kingdom here that kind of person has every reason to worry They have every reason to be anxious and to fear because when our hearts are fixed on the things of earth, we know that at any moment, the things that we value can be taken away. Our houses, our car, our food, our clothing, our relationships, even our freedom. And and if they're not actually taken away, they can rust or they can lose the appeal that they once had or we can even lose interest in them in other words everything that we have that is based on the physical natural world is at best temporary and it's like trying to hold water in your hands it just slides through and so if that's where our focus is if that's where our heart is fixed we have every reason to worry because it will take her it will take everything you can muster to even attempt to get it and to hang on to it But when one's heart is fixed on the things of God, his kingdom, his glory, his grace, his love toward us, when we're fixed on that, then we can live without fear, without anxiety, and without worry because we know that our life now and the life that is to come is built on the solid rock that will never give way, it never crumbles, it never fades, it never rusts, it is never stolen. So where is your heart today? Is your heart fixed on the things of the world? Or is your heart fixed on the things of the kingdom of God? You know, unless you've had a personal encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ, there's only one place for your heart to be fixed, and that is in the world. And so to have your heart fixed on the things of God begins by recognizing that as we are apart from Christ, we are sinners, and we are under the condemnation of sin. But the good news of the gospel is this. That Christ came to earth, the Son of God. He took on human flesh. He bore our sins. He gave his life on the cross as the payment for sin. And he rose from the dead to provide new eternal life in him. And then he invites us to turn from sin. To turn from self. To turn from the condemnation of this world. And to receive by faith God's grace. A grace that that forgives, a grace that secures, a grace that sustains us during our short time here in the natural world. I wonder if the Lord has been working in your heart, if he's been drawing you away from the things of the world and causing you to think about the things of his kingdom. The first thing that needs to happen is you need to repent of your sin and you need to trust Jesus Christ as your Savior. This is On Mission. The Mission Church is located at 12001 Ridgemont Drive in Urbandale. To learn more about our ministry, visit our website at themissiondsm.org or call us at 515-255-2122. We gather for worship each Sunday at 10 a.m. We would be honored for you to join us. Have a blessed day and thank you for listening to On Mission.